uh, Knoxville by night. Uh, the family regroups back to the cabin. Rivera stays up all night worship, uh, researching about werewolf and vampire legends. The most interesting detail she learns relevant to this is the apparent relationship in ancient history uh, between the so-called warriors of Sutek and the Maquette shadow creatures. This is very, very old mythology, even by Egyptian standards. Um, Oliver stays up and tries to adapt to his newly expanded senses. He smells Howard from about a mile away and goes to visit him. Howard confirms that uh, Oliver is now a lycanthrope and will change into a mindless beast the following night. He also demonstrates to Oliver his new regeneration abilities and explains that he will age slowly and absent special forms of damage may be effectively immortal. Shaken, Oliver returns to the cabin. Next morning, both Oliver and Charlie have huge appetites and both are on edge. The entire family returns to visit Howard, who claims that the three Connors have some werewolf heritage in them. It was this latent werewolf heritage that allowed Wea, a manifestation of the she-wolf spirit, to curse Charlie and Oliver, despite the relatively minor nature of their transgression. Howard also explains that Mr. Gray is an agent of uh, right now we're going to call it the Camarilla, but I think I may come up with a, a new name for it So that, since I changed everything else about White Wolf. Uh, an international organization of monsters committed to keeping the world, uh, the magical world secret from mortals. Frank was deeply unnerved by being in the presence of Howard due to his memories of Howard in his demon bear form, uh, which caused a brief psychosis on his part. Uh, after some discussion, Howard agrees to bind Charlie for a month in exchange for Charlie doing some PI work back in Knoxville. Uh, that means that while uh, you remain bound to Howard, we, you will still change on the night of the full moon, uh, but you will uh, uh, not change into a mindless creature. Uh, after the ritual is completed, Howard compelled Charlie to change. More amused than angry, Charlie returned to the cabin so that everyone could see his new form. He also learned that he could open a refrigerator in his lupus form. Meanwhile, Olivia did some research into the Connor family, but found little. Then Olivia, Frank, and Rivera left the cabin. Oliver followed Charlie back to Howard's shack, where Oliver changed into uh, a feral werewolf. He, Charlie, and a transformed Howard vanished into the woods for the night. All right, so my notes say that Olivia, Frank, and Rivera left the cabin. Where did y'all go? Uh, we were driving back to Knoxville, and we were going to call um, Mr. Gray on the way, I think is what we said we wanted to do. But we can change it. That's fine. Uh, so y'all heading back to Knoxville. Uh, uh, Rivera, you do call the number that Mr. Gray gave you, um, and, and you get a daytime answering service who asks if the, Mr. Gray is not available right now, but... Uh, They'll be happy to take a message, and he will contact you later. I would love to talk sometimes. Please give me a call back. Okay. They take that message, and you'll be contacted later. Um, Can I say to Aunt Rivera what I kind of realized? Um, so we, at least I've been thinking this whole time since we've kind of figured these things out and that it was um, – that it was Mr. Gray that stole the tape back from you, and we found the tape on that guy that was shot. From what Howard said, 
if the the way that the vampires kind of take care of things is they will drain you of blood or wipe your memories. So it doesn't make sense that he that Mr. Gray was the one that shot the man. So now I have no idea. I don't remember the man's name. Um, who, if the what the people who killed the guy are even related to Mr. Gray and this corporation thing he's got going on. I agree. Oh, you guys head back uh, to Knoxville, and uh, you drop Frank off at his place, uh, and uh, he's still off for a few days, uh, but he probably needs to check in uh, and also maybe do some damage control with his son. Um, so uh, as uh, y'all are leaving, um, I will say you drive back to... Uh, Head back towards Rivera's place. Um, Rivera, your phone rings. Hello, Doctor Jones. This is Gray. Uh, I understand you had reached out to me. I wasn't. My memories back so that I should call you. Impressive. Might I uh, be so bold as to take you out to dinner this evening? Sure. Uh, we say uh, I, I tend to favor. Uh, Late dinner, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, nine o'clock at the the uh, top of the World Club, and you know that by reputation. It is a very expensive restaurant on top of the tallest building in Knoxville, uh, which you know isn't that tall, but it's still reasonably impressive. Um, uh, it's a very exclusive restaurant. Are you buying? <laughs> of course. Uh, shall I send a car for you? Can I bring some friends? Mm, I mean my I family. Uh, uh, who and how many? Maybe two if I could. We've heard a lot of... That would be satisfactory. Uh, where shall I send a car for you? My place sounds good. I have a feeling you know where that's at. I think I have it written down somewhere. Uh, I'll send the car for you, say, around uh, 8.30. Sounds good. Until then. Am I about to third wheel a date with a vampire? Well, you and Uncle Frank. Yeah, yeah. Oh... This I can't. Yeah, this this will surely go super well, and we'll be in public. I guess it'll be fine. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so by the you have let's say you have an hour and a half to kill. Uh, what preparations are you going to make? And uh, we will assume that uh, uh, cousin Frank is unavailable for some reason. I'll come up with later. Um. <laughs> Well, I want to swing back by my house and get, if I know this place is super fancy, just like dress really nice so I don't stick out because I'm already anxious about this whole thing. Um, and I also uh, would like, if I've got like an hour, um, just like a really pointy wooden stick that I can just hide on my, you know, really strong, like a stake that I could just hide on my person. I don't know if it's going to do anything, but you know. Olivia doesn't want to take any chances. How, how Buffy-esque of you. Uh, yeah, you, you can... Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll assume you can smuggle a steak. 
Um, oh, and then you awesome. can get a stake. If not, can I just use like if my arrows are wooden for my bow, like I can just have an arrow ready just to like stab at him if need be. Uh, a, a stake would probably be more concealable. That's fair. I'm sure. I'm sure given what did your the happy dice say? Uh, the happy dice says, I don't know where I am. Did you see a craft, craft check? Uh, my jury rig skill? Can I jury rig me yeah. a stake? <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll for that. I'm certain you can. But she might get a lot of successes and make a really good stake. Mm, take a There's beat. a limit to how many successes you can apply to carving a piece of wood. Uh, <laughs> it's got ancient runes carved in it that I instinctively create. That would be Jerry rigging. Mm. Harnessing these right. latent werewolf abilities. That gives me magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand the occult. I have zero points in occult. I know nothing other than what's going on. Other than, like, movies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to fast forward uh, at 7.30. Uh, nice. A limousine stops in the road in front of Rivera's house. Uh, and uh, to get in it, uh, and are quickly driven uh, to the center of town, uh, to the top of the uh, to a. I don't even know what the tallest building in Knoxville is, so I'm not going to worry about uh, the tall building, uh, and uh, are escorted up to the elevator to the 20th floor, uh, where the top of the World Club is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's very fancy. It's kind of modern, like a little one of those places where they serve you very tiny portions on big plates. Uh, and there's uh, fusion theme music in the background. Um, Hipster. And uh, you are, once you tell the maitre d' who you are, you are uh, escorted uh, to a small private room off to the side. Uh, and inside is uh, the man that you recall. Uh, from uh, the pub uh, all those game sessions ago. Uh, he looks exactly the same. Well, he's wearing he's wearing a slightly better suit now. Uh, you think he dressed mm -hmm. down for his undercover work, uh, but he's wearing a probably a very expensive uh, suit. Um, we will say for the purposes of this game that the part of Mr. Gray will be played by Carl Urban. Um, nice. Nice. And he, he uh, says, welcome, please, uh, Dr. Doctor Jones and uh, Miss uh, Connor, if I remember correctly. Yes, you do. It's so uncomfortable. I just got to sit, hold my hands in my lap. Uh, he recommends you, shall we uh, go ahead and eat before... Uh, we discuss business, or do you want to get straight to it? It is late. You may have already eaten, and I'm a light eater. Very inappropriate laugh comes out of Olivia. <laughs> um, Olivia, are you hungry? Uh, mm, mm. I mean, if he's buying, but at the same time, I, you, I, I could eat. Sure, sure. That, that'll help this. Sure, yeah. All right. Uh, the... The cheapest entree on the menu is fifty bucks, um, but he doesn't seem at all worried about the price. So you may order whatever fantasy food you would like to have. Mm. 
No, no. She even knowing he's buying, she's not used to spending anywhere close to this much money on any food. So she she just gets the cheapest thing because she still wants to enjoy it, but like can't justify it. Yeah. Uh, well, you can you eat um, for about the next uh, for about the next half hour while you eat. He makes general small talk, uh, and particularly with uh, Rivera, he. Ask you a lot of very insightful questions about your dissertation uh, and about Egypt, the state of the present state of Egyptology um, as it's practiced in America, at least. Uh, and have you made any trips to Egypt or to the Middle East, and what was that like, et cetera, et cetera? I have made a few trips to Egypt. I've been to a handful of digs um, while I was studying for my dissertation. I've yet to find the big artifact I'm looking for, but that's going to put my name on the map. I'm still learning. I hope uh, per perhaps if our business tonight goes well, uh, my employers might be interested in financing some future expeditions of yours. Tell me more about these employers, Mr. Gray. Well, he um, wipes his face with a napkin, even though he's barely eating anything. Uh, all he has eaten a little bit, uh, which you didn't know if vampires could do that or not. Um, before we get too far into that, might I ask exactly how much you remember and uh, how much you've learned? A little bit. And I remember everything crystal clear that night now. Ah. I'd love to know more why you wiped my memory in the first place or definitely how you did it. For how I did it is just a, it's a skill that I have. Uh, as for why, well, let's just say that no offense, you were... You are poking your nose into something that uh, a lot of people don't wish to see uncovered or spread about. The uh, man who was killed uh, was actually on his way to meet me to sell me the videotape that he apparently took from his person. Did you kill him? No. If I killed him, I would have. You know, waited until he actually met with me and gave me the tape. Uh, but I would not have had much need for that, uh, given my other abilities. Uh, now we have a uh, we have a rival organization, one who wanted to recover the tape for different purposes. So I'm, I suppose, in a way, I'm grateful to you for you know robbing the man's corpse, saving me a great deal of effort. May I ask how you were able to recover your memories? It was an interesting experience. Have you ever heard of the Anawaya tribe? I don't know if I said that right. Ah, the uh, ones out at the Cherokee National Forest. Yes, I'm aware of their, their existence. I'm a city boy myself, so I never you know, visited their little commune. However, did you find them? Through friends. Uh, answer some questions. I'm. I have no doubt that they would be able to restore your memories through some silly ritual, probably involving truly. So, do you know what I am? I have a pretty good idea, yeah. I would like to hear you say it, just so that we're on the same playing field. Oh, you'd like for me to say that you're a vampire? And what do you think about that, learning that vampires exist? Interesting. And uh, you, Miss uh, Connor, what are your thoughts about it? <clears throat> um, 
like, well, you know, was always a fan of fan of a interview with a vampire, and now I'm having one. So you know, it's crazy how life takes a turn for you. You know, it's mm-hmm. who knew, man? Who knew? <laughs> I hope I you have. I don't need to explain to you the consequences of trying to reveal this. No, oh. no, that drained me of blood. Wipe my memory. No, so I think I'm. I think I'm following you. But do you know? Dr. Rivera? I watched the tape. And uh, I- the background as an Egyptologist, uh, are you familiar with the name Amanette? I am, yes. I love that. Chrissy, did you get the, the message about the wiki page for that? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Uh, so you know everything about her that's on that page. Right. Um, Amanette was, or is, uh, she has a very active cult. I can see how the world ending could be could be very bad. <laughs> but, you know. So so let me ask this. But just let me just just throw this out there to get it off my chest here. So as long as we don't try and share the fact that vampires and things exist, you, you're going to kind of leave us alone, right? Like we're we're chill. We're chill. I am, in fact, I, let me, I could be blunt. In the normal course of, course of events, I would have taken steps to erase your, all of your memories and do a more thorough job of it. And if that didn't work, I would take more permanent solutions. Uh, but uh, you have uh, an unusual advantage, which has stayed my hand. The fact that Dr. Jones here is a gifted archaeologist with a specialty in Egyptology, uh, and I have need of someone, the services of someone with those skills. Uh, to that end, I have come up with an alternative proposal. And he reaches down on the table, he pulls out uh, a briefcase, which he opens, and then he pulls out uh, a sheet of paper she slides over to you. And you take a minute to read it. Uh, it appears to be uh, some type of contract, handwritten with excellent uh, calligraphy, uh, in what you hope is red ink, but you know, with your look, probably isn't. Uh, but the gist of it is it's an employment contract uh, in which. Uh, Mr. Gray, on behalf of his employers, will pay, will put you on a retainer and pay you the sum of $10,000 a month to stay on retainer. And in exchange, the requirements are that neither you nor any of your family members who also have to sign it uh, will reveal anything pertaining to any supernatural events of any nature uh, to ordinary morals. You are forbidden to speak about such things. Uh, You're allowed to speak about such things to uh, vampires and other supernatural entities, uh, if necessary, uh, to uh, for your research and investigations. Uh, And while you are working that capacity, uh, the Camarilla will leave you alone. If you or any of your family members reveal any sensitive information, you uh, 
learn or have already learned about these topics, uh, then uh, you will be killed. I'm reading over his shoulder, but I talk in my sleep sometimes. So, like, if it's not intentional, how does how does that, how does that work? You don't have to answer that. I did. It's fine. It's fine. Very interesting proposal. I just offer you a con. This is what we in the trade call a blood contract, and I just offer it to you because the alternative. This might be something that interests you. I don't know. Uh, the alternative uh, would be to offer what is called a blood bond, uh, which means that you would drink a quantity of my blood, and it would have the effect of making you unnaturally loyal to me. Hmm. I assume you would be... I thought that you might not be amenable to that, although there are significant perks. Could you explain these perks? Uh, well, as long as you continue to drink, we call it Vitae, the blood of kindred, uh, as long as you continue to drink it at a regular basis, you will stop aging. Uh, and it will make you physically stronger um, and, and your physical abilities and give you the potential to learn certain supernatural arts. And what about the rest of would they be protected or? As long as they do not reveal anything or threaten what we call the masquerade, uh, if you were to agree to this, to any either type of arrangement with me, uh, I can guarantee their protection. But so, they, they must maintain the masquerade and make sure that none of no supernatural events are revealed to moral society. And obviously, they're not allowed to, you know, become vampire hunters and try and kill us in our sleep or something like that. I expect a certain amount of professional loyalty from you and your family if you agree to this. Okay, so I get to between a blood contract or drinking your blood to become loyal to you without a contract. Yeah. Getting the neat supernatural abilities. That's the beat sweetener right there. But with unnatural loyalty, she essentially wouldn't be able to say no to you, I'm assuming. Well, she could. It would be somewhat difficult. I don't believe that uh, my if you sign the blood contract, you're not going to be betraying me either. Can I sleep on the Yes, I suppose so. Um, contact me after sunset tomorrow night. And he reaches over and takes the contract. Um, can I have a word from both of you that you will not reveal anything these matters uh, except to your family members? You know, I don't really feel like going to the psych ward, and I also don't feel like getting murdered by you. So yeah, yeah, I'll give you my word. For now. And I agree with Olivia. You have my word. Okay. okay. Uh, he stares at you both intently for a second, uh, and you both feel like this sort of this little shiver running down your back. Did, did we just? Was there some magic going on there? That didn't feel right. Uh, just a little bit, but uh, oh. nothing that you need to concern yourself about. 
I am very well, please. Uh, uh, with that taken care of, I need to make some phone calls and, and a report, but I look forward to hearing back from you. Uh, enjoy the rest of dinner, and dessert is on me. That, he puts the contract back in his briefcase, stands up, and bows somewhat respectfully to both of you. All right, well, that was spooky. <laughs> Definitely a little spooky. Yeah, yeah. What, how, what are you feeling on the, the contract? I feel like the contract is is a dangerous thing to promise because uh, Charlie's not the most... He likes, you know, his blog. He's running, and he... It's it's not unlikely to say he wouldn't post something and get us all killed. That is very true. Very true. But also being bound Charlie also is now bound to Werebear. And there's the possibility of you being bound to a vampire. We a lot's been happening in the last few days. We're all just getting bound in magical powers from supernatural entities. It is pretty interesting. There's a, there's a lot of new information I've never thought was possible. Mm. I'm taking. My defense, mine was on accident. So I guess, what, it, what are your initial thoughts on what you're going to do? I mean, it seems we're going to have to do one or the other, but... It feels like he's essentially if I want to be a supernatural being or not. Will you, yeah, that's a lot to take in. Will you have, like, is it turning you into a vampire? Or, like, I guess we probably should have asked more of this while he was here. I like, assume exactly what it is. Because I feel like not being able to go out in the sun would be a very big bummer for you. You know, flying to, you know, Egypt and things would just be really complicated on trying to get night flights. <laughs> <laughs> True, true. Olivia's very near a psychotic break. <laughs> fine. Um, I'll just have to keep thinking about it, I guess. Yeah. Good things to yeah. say. Uh, we're going to let you two uh, finish your dinner and go back to your place and uh, you can discuss it more if you want to, but eventually just go to sleep and we're going to fast forward. Uh, Alan, I'm going to shoot you a message, uh, but you can continue and read it as you go. Okay. Uh, Anthony, you there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, pick it up. All right. Uh, you wake up in intense, in a certain degree of pain, as if you were uh, pulled every muscle in your body. Uh, the sun is shining down on you, uh, and that's what's causing you to wake up. You are, and the sound of running water, uh, and you painfully lift your head up and look around, your eyes blink open. Uh, you are lying on the ground, uh, near a, uh, creek. Um, you are naked, uh, and you're... From your face on down to your chest, uh, be covered in dried blood. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, hmm. Okay, is there uh, anything uh, around me that, uh, like you said, the stream and everything, but 
Does this uh, seem familiar to me, potentially? Uh, you know, you were somewhere in some of the same forest. Uh, the most familiar thing around, if you get a look around, is uh, side of Charlie and Howard uh, sitting about uh, 20 feet away, sitting on a fallen log. Uh, well, unlike Howard, I don't know if you've ever seen your dad naked, but... Uh. I am now scarred for life. Um, That's fantastic. Note to self, make a tiny fanny pack. <laughs> One of those little, uh, like, St. Bernard uh, things with a change of clothes in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull yourself up, and uh, like I say, you were in pain from head to toe. It, it's, it's fading quickly. Uh, like, you have some little minor abrasions on your hand, and they're just closing before your eyes. Um, you don't remember anything uh, since you first started changing the night before. Just that I'm in pain. Just Charlie, by the way, looks fine. He's not. He's not in agony at all. Uh, you, uh, Charlie, what you recall, you um, and Howard basically shadowed uh, Oliver all night long. Uh, the blood that's on him is from a deer that he took down and, and uh, basically ate most of raw. Um, that's and, a terrible idea. <laughs> well, son, you killed a man. Are you going to do that? Let me know. Manipulation plus uh, subterfuge. I think I can make that roll. <laughs> Three successes. Uh, Straight faces I can without cracking up. So tell me exactly, tell me exactly what you say to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point me like he got a little, uh, he got a little uh, Fred still there. He just might want to clean that up. So part of. <laughs> One, I'm not going to believe Char Charlie regardless of whatever situation it's in, but um, is there any counter-roll I could potentially do for this? Uh, he, he, uh, what's your integrity? Leave it. No, no, no I'm sorry. It would be wish plus empathy. You need to be three successes on a wish plus empathy. Uh, with two empathy... Nothing. This is about to be fun. I have faith in you. I don't. I'm not wasting any dice on this. This is about to be fun. Full willpower. Not worth it. Nope. One dice. And I got zero successes. How do you only have one wits? I have two, but no empathy, so it's minus one. Oh. That's right. Um... Alright, so he apparently you according to him you killed somebody uh, and uh possibly ate part of him uh or all of them and he's just sort of flippantly telling you this as soon as the sun comes up. Roll me a happy die, please, sir. <laughs> Alright. Um This will determine my fate. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> But <laughs> but okay. Uh, I'm just gonna roll a regular six sider. Uh, 
the higher it is, the better the uh, result is for you. And go from there. I dropped it. Uh, four. So. Okay. We'll say that's ambivalent. So, okay. Well, I was going to be like, okay, if it was six, then it's closer to like the devious happy, um, which would have been like good, but now it's kind of in the middle. I'll be like, I'm probably still in shock and just mm-hmm. numb by the entire thing. How bad I feel. I feel like uh, it's the possibility. I mean, you believe that, that you believe Charlie in this instance. Uh, it's just how you choose to react to it. I mean, as 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 soon as he, as soon as I see the 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 look of horror and concern cross his face and be like. That's what we call the deer you got last night, Fred. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay. Uh, you uh, have- but uh, 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 Oliver, take one rage uh, for your dad fucking with you for a second to make you think you murdered someone. Um. So I'm at six rage now. Uh, rage. What is your rage cap? Six. Okay, uh, you haven't broken it yet, but the next rage you get, you'll have to make a, a roll to see if you go into a homicidal fury. So that doesn't even change after I've changed over the previous night, or? Let me double check that out. I think it does. Well, your frenzy builds until you actually, or your rage builds until you have a frenzy, and then it's all gone. Uh, if you roll to resist frenzy and succeed, uh, then that takes away one point of rage. Uh, eight hours of sleep can get rid of rage, but you didn't get eight hours of sleep overall up all night. Uh, you can spend a point of willpower to cancel out two rage, or a point of essence to cancel out one rage. Uh, and presently your essence pool is full because you just woke up from a night as a wolf. Okay. Um, I'm just going to let it play out. Yeah. Uh, he looks at you after you finally tell him that no, it's just a deer, and just for a second you think he's going to charge you, uh, Charlie, but he gets hold of himself and uh, pulls himself up and um, growls audibly. Um, but the, yeah, see how I can proceed. All right. So, why don't you take a dive in the creek, wash off, and then we can go back to my place and talk. I will do. Oh. And, and Charlie, hmm? that was an asshole thing to do to your son. Yes. A change. Yes, it was. And then he says, so change. And then, and then you just have this moment of less intense pain, but still some degree of pain. And uh, uh, 30 seconds, you're a wolf again. Still worth it. Um, and uh, uh, Oliver, while you are uh, wading into the fairly cold waters of the creek to wash off, uh, you hear... First of all, you see your father turn into a wolf, and you hear him growl something, 
And you intuitively know that he just growls, still worth it. Uh, and your surprise of being able to understand wolf growls outweighs your further anger at your dad being a dick. Now I'm completely bonded with him. Joy. I blame your hippie friends. It's all your fault. If you hadn't brought us out to the hippies, none of this would have happened. Seems like it's worse to actually be hearing you in my head than actually hearing your voice. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, get cleaned up. we got places to go. <laughs> because if a, if a vampire ate your sister and your aunt... Something that you would actually know? <laughs> I mean... Or did they tell us that... They, they told would... us they were going to go contact him. Oh, joy. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, well, uh, you come out of the water. Uh, uh, Howard uh, reaches you know, behind the log and pulls out your pants. Uh, and the boot and your boots, and sort of tosses them in your direction. Presser says in my shack. Go. Uh, and, he, and then he stands up, and he turns into a bear again, and uh, growls uh, somewhat authoritatively at Charlie, and uh, he treks off into the woods with Charlie falling after. So, so what does happen to one's clothes if one are still wearing them when they transform into a wolf? They just like um, get tangled up. Uh, if you're asking the how are this, normally they shred. There's a thing you can do so they don't shred. I never learned it. Right, That's fair. It's the Hulk's pants. <laughs> oh lordy! Let's go. Uh, let's go back to the cabin. So fast forward, uh, when you get back to it's, not, it's barely a cabin. It's this little sort of shack, really. Uh, but once you get up to it, uh, he takes his human form and it says change again. And the next thing you know, you're back in your human form. This is going to get real annoying real quick. <laughs> Just thinking that to myself. So you can do that whenever but I can only change during the moon there's there three stages to it there was called a lycanthrope which means you only change on the night of the full moon but you turn into you go completely feral and will kill anything that moves and gets too close uh, he was one so I bound him. Now he only changes when I want him to. Well, he'll still change on the night of the full moon, but he's he keeps his normal brains as pitiful as they are. Uh, whole process, and I can I can make him change whenever I want him to. So, what stage are you at, or is that different for? I'm kind of my own. Special thing. There ain't many folks who can turn into bears. Uh, a really long, complicated 
mythology behind us. Do you really want to wade into that now, or you want to back to the just relevant to your life? Uh, I want to put well, it in and come back to it. If it's not relevant right now, I, I would eventually like to know about it, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just do we, do what we need to do. I'm working okay. with the third stage. Uh, so he, in his uh, shack, he has uh, uh, the cardboard box that has a bunch of cans of various meat products in it. Uh, and uh, he's not a complete heathen. Uh, so he pulls out a, a, a cast iron skillet. Um, and he goes, he has his fire pit out close to the shack and when he gets it, it's out right now but when he uh, gets close to it he points at it and snaps his fingers uh, and says something in a language you don't recognize and then instantly a fire starts up and then he puts the um, skillet on there uh, and then he at this point he's got pants on and his coat on and he pulls out a can of spam which he uh Opens mm. up, uh, and removes and tosses onto the skillet. Oh, well, everything a grown boy needs. Bam! Take take what's offered. So, anyway, here's the deal. As per our agreement, uh, Charlie, you're bound to me for a month, uh, which means uh, if you want to continue it, you need to come back uh, in a month would mean 28 days. It's all lunar. Uh, so come back here on the 27th day if you want to continue. Uh, and and uh, we'll renegotiate. In the meantime, for the next month, this is what I want you to do. And you can come up here and check in every week or so and give me a report. But I want to know, one, uh, Research your family tree and find out what the hell, how the hell y'all are connected to werewolves. Um, I assume you're going to keep on with that bullshit about videotapes, aren't you? I, I, I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's very important. We need to know, but yes. Well, it, can be, it can be important, but it's still in the cosmic scheme bullshit. That's Man, keep me keep me informed about what you know about what you learn about that, about who killed that dude. Um mm. I doubt it was great what killed him, just because he wouldn't use a bullet. Um in terms of looking at you and sitting you sure you don't want me to bind you too? Um I'm gonna try to figure some things out. Um I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do some research of my own and potentially figure this out. You got four weeks, so. Research fast. I think that's what he's saying. And if I need anything else from you, I'll be able to send word. All right. Oh, yeah. Other thing I want you to do. I want you to give me everything you can on this Law firm, what owns that cabin? I thought, I thought you owned a cabin. 
other ones who no, I I have the cabin in my territory, but and I'm here to guard what's underneath it. But uh, uh, I wasn't the one that built that cabin, and I don't own legal title of the land. I don't know government property, so I don't know how anybody can own legal title to the cabin. Uh, and I think it's real interesting that there's some law firm from another state that just happens to own a cabin with uh, a four-way gate system underneath. Uh, and it's uh, even more interesting that they just up and invite y'all to shack up there. And then that same weekend, two of y'all get turned into, into werewolves. Where do the gates to exactly? I, I don't think you elaborated on that. I did. Uh, there are higher realms that you can go to. There's one realm that is a realm of pure animal spirits and nature spirits. What this world would be like if it didn't have no people in it. Uh, there's uh, a world, one of the doors, one of the mirrors leads to underworld, uh, where the dead go. Um, one of them, I'm pretty sure, leads to hell. Uh, oh. And the fourth one uh, leads to a place called the Hedge. And you don't want to go there because that place is worse than hell. The hedge, like, like a box hedge, <laughs> like it's it's hard to explain until you get there. But it's where you know what I meant if I talked about the fair folk. Like, I I, I do the like fairies. <laughs> well. Little. Oh, okay. Sure. None of those sound like places I want to go right now. Uh, All I know is, go to hell. Whatever you find there, we'll just torture you. Go to the hedge. Whatever you find there, we'll play with you. So, I don't mean skip rope. All right. Let's. Well, uh, good to know what to avoid. Duly noted. Okay. Yeah, I think it's best to stay away. Yep. I concur. Y'all's family coming to get you, or what? Uh, did we decide? We did not. That's an excellent question. We did. Um, we said we would come back and get y'all the next day. Oh, okay. Because y'all right. don't have a car. I'm the only one. To the car. Well, yeah. he's got four legs now. On command. I mean, I guess you know. y'all can call us. Uh, we will say that y'all have made arrangements to uh, uh, come back around, be at the cab around ten o'clock to pick him up. So, time y'all go down there. Uh, they look like they haven't. Slept at all the night before. Um, Oliver, 
He doesn't look like he's in pain anymore, um, but he does have this kind of shell-shocked expression. Uh, and he looks, he also looks incredibly pissed off, like a barely restrained tree. Mm, mm. Oh, so we're there now? Just checking for us. Anything? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to pull Charlie aside. What did you do? I I may have perhaps implied that he ate someone. Harley! Why would you do that? It was totally worth the look on his face. I I want to slap Charlie. <laughs> you can. Awesome. Three roll, roll roll an attack. <laughs> what do I roll for that? Uh next turn plus brawl. Okay. I have a dot and brawl. I do not. Mm. Uh, dexterity. Charlie, what's your dodge? Uh, two. Mm, I'm going to use a willpower. <laughs> I'm that mad for my brother. That is that is fantastic thing to use willpower on. <laughs> I thought second. so. Damn. Does that succeed or not? Because he has dodges too. I got two successes. Okay. Um, you back out of the way, Charlie. Where it's just a glancing blow that doesn't hurt at all, but she's clearly angry. What is your rage right now? Uh, I minimum whatever the minimum rage is. Uh, there is no minimum. You start off with nothing. Okay, I have no. Rage. You got two on the night of the full moon. Um, so you're at two right now. Okay, I'm at two rage. Uh, so you can laugh that off. It's not a provocation. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, you can't go. do things like that. Well, I mean, can't's a strong word, but I'll try not to in the future. Olivia is very mad at her dad. I'm going to go over to Oliver, kind of lay a hand on him and ask, are you okay? <clears throat> I'll be all right. Um... Just takes getting used to. Um, I got some research I need to do. I might need some of your uh, expertise on book reports, basically, to figure some things out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, whatever you need. We can figure this out. And next time Charlie does something stupid like that, I'm going to break his nose. It's going to be a little bit more difficult to do now. I'm still going to do it. I, I don't care. He's a dog, wolf, whatever. I'll do it. <clears throat> it was shitty. Well, he is our father, and he's done worse things. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, we, learned, we learned some uh, very interesting stuff from uh, Mr. Gray. I... It, it, he was very interested in uh, Aunt Rivera. I I felt like a, a third wheel. We all went on a date. It was wild. It had some really good food, though. You went on a date? Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he invited Aunt Rivera, and then Aunt Rivera brought me. And so, you know, I was just kind of along. But there were some vibes going there. You know. It was, I was very uncomfortable. It was not a date. 
So what did y'all find out? Uh, well, he wasn't the one, or his people weren't the ones that killed that man the night at the bar. Uh, he seems to think it was um, the followers of the Egyptian lady that was risen up in the video. Thinks they were trying to steal the video back or something along those lines to bring about the end of the world, which is what would happen if apparently this Egyptian queen lady rose up. Aunt Rivera knows more. So... He did give me a proposition. I now have a choice between going into a blood contract with this guy and helping him do some work and getting paid for it. Or I could also become a blood loyal to him. And I could also acquire some supernatural powers if I do that. I think he wants to make me a vampire. Or some kind of vampire consort thing going on. To vampire or not to vampire is the predicament I'm in. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> this is where our lives have gone this week. This is... What are yeah. the terms of said contract? Uh, well, of course, either way, none of us can speak of any of this to anyone or publish anything. Or we die. I'll look at Charlie. <laughs> but Did you follow those rules, Charlie? Hmm. We all know the answer is no, Charlie. I, I mean, maybe? Possibly? Oh, God. Charlie's going to get us all killed. I'm not going to get us all killed. I mean, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to, you know, go to a mental mental institute. That's what I said. I just want to point out I was right. <laughs> One more time, it just feels so good. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories about vampires and werewolves, or was it just men in black? Uh, just weird shit in general, like. Mothman, vampires, werewolves, Bigfoot, Nessie, Men in Black. Very much Mothman. I wonder if Mothman's real. I need to find out. That's the next thing on my list. Find Mothman. Don't shake your head at me. Well, we got... The werewolf Apparently, things and werebears are things. Apparently Why not fairies a are a thing. Fairies are a thing? Oh yeah, apparently fairies are a thing, just so you know. And how I'm are, a, I feel like these are not Tinkerbell style fairies. How are you unless there were fair folk? So uh, um, Charlie, what is your occult? Three. Uh, yeah, you know perfectly well that uh, the reason they call them the fair folk or the kindly ones is because they were terrified of being overheard mocking them or insulting them in any way because they would come for you. So bear that in mind when you keep making sarcastic comments about fairies. 
Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so fairies are a thing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like I need to join Frank at a bar. Charlie's not going to get you killed by the vampires. Charlie's going to keep making fairies until they come and. Oh god, I would I would rather the vampires. That's fair folk don't play. I just what have we gotten ourselves into? But Aunt Rivera told Mr. Gray she'd have a decision for him by tonight. So the options are become a vampire consort or Or we all sign a blood contract. What exactly is a blood contract? <laughs> Where I'm, get... pre- I'm pretty sure if we break it, we die. That is that is what he uh what he said. Um. So what happens if we don't sign it? Um, I'm pretty sure we also will die if one of these options are not taken. Or at least get all of our memories wiped again. That too. I don't know if they can wipe <laughs> our, our mem- memories now. Can, can they? It's they can still question. kill you, I guess, if they couldn't wipe your memories, though. I think that's the... Uh... So a blood contract? Or a blood consort. Uh, okay. I don't think actually the word consort. I think that's kind of y'all reading into it a little bit. <laughs> it is. And he bought you a dessert. He does not necessarily want to marry either of you. I mean, him. I mean, there's there's no way Olivia is is going to do either one of those options. Obviously, she's my daughter. I want to stand for <laughs> someone in the family. Oh, has so to now you claim to be a Not going to be you. <laughs> You do it's like not going to be Oliver another son, right? <laughs> I keep forgetting about him. Oh, God. This is why Jake <laughs> didn't come with us to the cabin, and I'm really glad he didn't come with us to the cabin. I want to slap Charlie again, but I resist. It's been, it's been a long weekend, okay? I'm allowed right. to forget that so, one of you exists. So you're at the cabin. It's around noon. You're all together. What do you want to do? <sighs> okay. I mean, I think we're safe to return home in Knoxville because Mr. Gray, I, I guess until Aunt Vera gives um, Mr. Gray's answer, I don't think they're going to be coming after us. Um, so our houses should be safe. Uh, and I'm not super chill with this cabin uh, now that I know that apparently fair folk and things. Oh, no, I don't know that. Excuse me. I'm not cool with this cabin out here in the woods. Uh, with sketchy mirrors underneath it. That's how I'll say that. Same. I say, I propose we go back home and on the way evaluate uh, Aunt Rivera's choices and then go from there. I mean, what does Rivera want to do? I'm still deep (laughs) in about what I want to do in the future. Well, we could at least you know, reconvene in a more comfortable location. I'm also very um, intrigued about um, 
why Uncle uh, Pete, Pete, yeah, Pete, that's his name, uh, why Uncle Pete, you know, offered us this cabin on if and if he knows anything. That is an excellent question. We should contact Pete. We should drive back to Nash Knoxville and, and pay him a visit. He's in Georgia. Oh, well, drive back to Knoxville and give him a call. I think that's But we can't we wouldn't idea. we wouldn't be able to openly ask him about supernatural stuff because we don't know if he knows for sure and we don't want to get on Mr. Gray's bad side any more than we already are. Well, apparently we can talk about all the stuff we want to because the contract hasn't been signed, right? That seems like a fine line to to toe. And we kind of promise. That we wouldn't speak uh, speak of it to anybody but our family. Uncle Pete is family. Ooh. Loophole. I applaud that loophole. That is... I like that loophole. Ooh, she's a ventrue. Hmm. I guess back home and then call Uncle Pete. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knoxville by Night, a World of Darkness playcast. A couple quick things: we are releasing new info on the Patreon at Knoxville by Night. You can follow along there as low as one dollar. There will be future content, character breakdowns, and other stretch goals that will be posted there, and your support will go a long way. We also just posted episode discussions on the Reddit page at Knoxville by Night Pod, and we will be doing that going forward. We are still active on our Instagram and Twitter pages, and you can message us there or anywhere else for requests, ideas, or any other ways to make this show a better one. Please leave a rating or review on wherever you listen to us. And as always, episodes will be released on Friday nights. Your players tonight have been Luke as Frank Jones Jr., Anthony as Oliver Connor, Brooke as Olivia Connor, Chrissy as Rivera Jones, and Stick as Charlie Connor. Storyteller is Alan or the Sinister Man. The intro and outro is Wayfaring Stranger by Brian Mitchell. Thank you again, and hope you all join us next session.